to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. All right, Sassafras. But if you want a drink, you got to play. Play what? I never. What? I never. I'm supposed to know what that means. Call it a way to get to know each other better. We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by because we're we're so lost. We need to go to, down to the bar and get a drink. We're also rewatching the classic TV, ABC uh, TV series, Lost. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone. And how are you doing tonight, Anne-Marie? I'm hanging in there. How about yourself? Great, great. Uh, we are coming to you a, a night later than we, we should have because I did a lot of voiceover at work yesterday yeah. and my voice was all sore and everything. Friday night, uh, but we are usually Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com and as a, always, we're joined by at least a couple of our chatters here. Yay, uh, Angel T, uh, Michael Lucero, we hear there might be another chatter uh, coming there through. There might be a possibly. Rebecca Johnson appearance. There yeah, might we, be. We, we might get a little Rebecca Johnson appearance. You never know. But we, we love when you guys go over there. You can join the chat room at live Live.universebox.com, and it's a really good time. Uh, now we want to get started talking about this episode because it was very outlawish. Uh, but Amory, why don't you go ahead and tell them about our sp- spoiler party, uh, spoiler policy? Spoiler. I keep poli- saying spoiler party. Giant later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our spoiler policy. She was smoking a big stogie before the show, or lighting a candle. Uh, One or the other. One or the other. No, our spoiler policy. Normally, we love spoilers. They make us happy. They're kind of fun for us. But since Lost is completely and totally aired and obsessed over and there's books published and all sorts of anthologies, we know everything that is possibly out there. We don't want to hear it. We Mm want to stay as spoil-free as possible. So if you want to leave us feedback on anything or have a discussion about something, just make sure you label what episode, what season, all that good stuff it is Mm -hmm. so that we don't go towards it until the time is right. Yeah, and I mean, you can give kind of general spoilers. Right, like you, general spoilers. You fine. could say something like uh, Sawyer has a relationship with a pig, but just don't tell us what kind of relationship that was. Uh, you know, just keep it keep it off the line so we can be surprised when we're watching the episode and find out that, you know, they, they, they were in love. Sawyer actually was in love one time, and it was with the boar. Wow. Calling it that, calling it here, calling wow. it now. Just trying to explain our spoiler. Our, our, our boilers po- policy. <laughs> our boilers policy, Anne-Marie. Uh, oh, it's going to be a good episode tonight, Definitely, folks. definitely. Why don't we go ahead and, uh, oh, let's see here. What's Michael Lucera saying here? Uh, he says, I'd love to do a spoiler party episode for Lost where I give news reports hinting at casting news and developments for future seasons. I totally am okay with that. Yeah, just make sure they're dated between season one and season two. We could do it. We could Because I was thinking seasons. we should do a couple episodes between seasons. Like yeah, one maybe yeah. kind of like a... <gasps> the Derby Kid has arrived. Yes, uh, Rebecca Johnson in the chat too. Okay, oh, we, but we should get started yes. talking about the episode. Anne oh, Marie, okay. why don't you hit them up with the rhyming episode summary? An unfriendly boar or the face of your father. Sawyer's the only man the swine cares to bother. He's racked with guilt for killing a shrimper who stole his revenge one, with one rainy whimper. 
Will Kate's carte blanche become Sawyer's faux pas? The island ain't meant for a couple of outlaws. 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 We're a couple of outlaws, Anne-Marie. What'd you think? I liked it. Did you? I liked it a lot. Why did you? uh, uh, Give give me all the reasons why you liked it right now before we start the discussion. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, you liked it though? I did like it. Um, I actually liked Sawyer and had mm-hmm. emotions towards the Sawyer, so that was kind of neat. That's good. He, he becomes more sympathetic as the show goes on. A bit, but then he sort of like crashes and burns on it, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, I mean actually, and I, this didn't make it into my points, but I, th- I think it really comes down to what Jack was saying about his dad, about the fact that, you know, he, he, he said that thing about the Red Sox so he could kind of absolve himself of his actions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what Sawyer does like the the whole his whole sarcasm and mm-hmm. nastiness towards people is just this huge defense mechanism so he never has to face his own feelings okay. but that's not my first point <laughs> um but uh let's see here I, I guess i should get into my first point <laughs> let's start with your let's start at the very which beginning. ironically is also about sawyer it's about I've never guessed it's about Sawyer's revenge. Uh, now, Sawyer's entire life has been ruled by revenge and shaped by his lust for revenge. I, I, and uh, we get to see the inciting incident in this episode in the, in the first flashback, which I thought was really chilling stuff. Like, yeah. you know, the kid under the bed and the dad comes Aww. in and sits on the bed and blows his brains out and everything. Oh. But it, it got me thinking, I wonder who raised uh, Sawyer since both of his parents were dead. Uh, oh. and, and how did this lead him to sort of a life of crime? Do you have any ideas? I'm going to guess he went into foster care and there was nobody to shave yeah. him because that, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the story you typically hear with stuff like that. Or at least well, that's that could be t- a once connection to foster care. <laughs> <laughs> it's ABC. Everybody's in foster mm-hmm. care. Um, stop looking at me while I play with my scarf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. No. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely, it was a case of foster care. He might've even slipped through the system. Who knows? Um, you know, there was nobody guiding him. So of course, what's he going to do? He's going to do whatever he can to get by. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, but it just got got me thinking because I hadn't really considered his childhood before. No. I, I mean, what we knew about it from the letter and everything, but I hadn't right. really considered what happened after that. Now I have. Well, like, also, we had who no- found the kid under the bed? Right. <laughs> you know? When did he actually come out from under the bed? Well, I guess his mom did say that you know, oh, he'll think you were still at your grandparents or whatever. So maybe it was his grandparents who raised him. Yeah, but we don't know how like old they were. Yeah, very I mean, true. You know, maybe they aren't capable of like watching him at an extent basis mm-hmm. and stuff like that so there's that. Hey, by the way over in the chat room uh, people are very excited that angel is getting into the lost show because of this podcast uh, as are we, we, do what we can. as are we you you're experiencing it with us for the first time uh, now we, when sawyer kills uh, frank duckett uh, the shrimp guy uh and realizes he wasn't the real sawyer uh, he's he's robbed of that this revenge that's kind of shaped his life and you know that he's been working towards his whole life i i, I was wondering and I mean, it goes into it deeper in this episode too. But since he's always been, you know, led around by his his thirst for revenge, is he going to try and get revenge on the Terminator? I mean, I mean, Hibbs, the the Hibbs guy, the guy with the the Tampa. The job Tampa folder thing the tampa job or whatever and uh do you think he's gonna try and get revenge on this hibs for setting him up before he leaves australia um i don't know i actually think it devastated him to the point that he couldn't um really move on past that mm-hmm. like i know in boone's flashback we see him being brought in to the police station yeah i think that's very very possible that 
um, he got brought in from the shrimp shack or the sweet shrimp. Oh, I could see that. I you know, I completely forgotten about that too. I think that he really would have gone from there, and I think it just broke him. Mm-hmm. I think it seriously broke him because he. Why would he want to? He didn't want to kill an innocent person. He wanted yeah. to kill this man who ruined his life mm-hmm. and his family. And I think that that's really what did it. I don't. I mean, sure, he feels a little robbed of his revenge, but mm-hmm. not. Um, he might not even focus on that as much as he focuses on the fact that he killed the wrong guy. Yeah, 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 and they. I, I mean, it must have just crushed him, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Over in the chat room, uh, Angel says, uh, don't trust info you get from the T-1000. Uh, but joking aside, it does make your heart sink when you find out what actually happened. Yes, with and, a lot of them. Yeah, and Rebecca says, I think one of the strengths of season one is showing why the major losties were in Australia and why they got onto flight 815. Right. Uh, and I have some thoughts on that coming up. I, I, I believe, I think, I, I think they made it into the notes. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that now that Sawyer is on the island, mm-hmm. uh, since he might never get his revenge, because yeah. there's no way he's going to track down the real Sawyer if nope. he's on the island, unless, you know, he's on the plane. Saeed's the real Sawyer or something, uh, <laughs> which would be a weird twist. Uh, but, you know, I think I think this is what kind of leads to his obsession with the boar. He, he's been, you know, ruled and driven by wanting revenge for his entire life. And, and the boar uh, can take the place of the real Sawyer, so he can get that revenge. It's a, it's a it's a someone so it's something he can let that emotion out on, so he can he can move on past it. Uh, you know, I interpreted the boar completely different. Did you? I interpreted the boar as being the person that he actually killed, coming back for their revenge. Because as mm-hmm. Frank was dying, he said it'll all come back around, and then we see this boar going after him, and he can't get a leg up on. It, the board just keeps attacking and attacking and attacking. I think it was more taking that place. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it wouldn't have done him any good. Like, he's face-to-face with him with the gun and chooses not to shoot it, um, I think, in a sense, because he already has. Mm-hmm. That's my interpretation. Of yeah, well, I, I definitely, I, I think uh, his decision not to shoot the boar mm-hmm. uh, was definitely led by Locke's story. And you had a point about Locke's story, so why don't you go ahead and uh, touch on that? Oh, Locke's coffee talk. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to his story in a minute, but he found coffee. He is the true hero of the island. Yes. And he would literally have to, like, stuff it down his shirt and carry it around for me not to steal every single coffee. One, one might say he, he's he's crunchy, he's crafty, and now he's highly, highly caffeinated. Crafty. Um, but um, his story was perfectly placed, whether it was true or false. Um, he has this ability to be able to say exactly what people need to hear, exactly when and how they need to. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like it's his superpower, if you will. And that, All of a sudden, Locke appears in the jungle. A, lo- a wild Locke <laughs> appears in the jungle. And has, catch a, all. <laughs> and has a relevant anecdote. He always has a relevant anecdote. But he says what people need to hear at that time. And that helped um, Sawyer realize how ridiculous he was being about this boar and there being a personal vendetta. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of ridiculous i mean yes it's ridiculous that the board does not symbolize a person that's what you're it's going to interpret in your head because you're you know ridden with guilt at the point where the plane crashed i mean he couldn't have shot that dude more than like a couple weeks at the and that's pushing it it was probably the, mm-hmm. the week he got on that plane so it's been less than a month since he's had his first kill yeah so and as we see from charlie which we'll talk about later it messes with you <laughs> 
Well, I think I, I, I kind of took Locke's story like Sawyer didn't realize where his rage towards the boar was coming from. Right. Until until Locke told his story. And then when Locke told his story, he realized how silly he was being. Right. And how misplaced his anger was and his, his yeah. uh, you know, vengeful heart. His vengeful heart. Was. But now, what one little side note. Locke, what exactly is this man doing out here? Like, I know he just, like, <laughs> wanders around the island. But at the point where he stumbles upon them, he said he's mm-hmm. been following their trail for an hour. It's first thing in the morning. They just woke up and found their that all of Sawyer's stuff is, like, peed on and eaten by the mm-hmm. boar. Um, which well, is funny that it did I that. got the impression that they were really close to the hatch because at first they, they were like, wait, those are Boone's footprints. We've been following Boone around. That's true. And then Locke shows up. So I, I was thinking that they were getting closer and closer to the hatch. Well, that's probably – I it, mean, it's possible. So it maybe you know, Locke was on his way out to the hatch, saw Boone, saw Sawyer, saw Kate footprints, and was like, oh, let's go see what's going on up here and whatnot. Interesting. Okay. I'll that was take my that. thought. Uh, over in the chat room, let's see here. Uh, Angel says, uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> I, I think in a previous episode, we talked about how it always seemed like with each episode, you ask questions about other characters' backgrounds. Uh, and then she says she agrees with you. Um, she thought the boar was like a manifestation of either Frank or Sawyer's guilt over Frank. Yeah. And uh, Michael Lucero says, could be one of the interesting things about the island is that if it, it kind of forces all of them to deal with their past. Well, what else are they going to do? They're on an island. Very true. And I, I also thought it was kind of kind of coincidental, kind of a bit of a, a dink. how many times we've seen someone have to face up to their past because of some weird thing like oh, off yeah, in the that... distance in the jungle messing with them like Ghost Dad, Jack's Ghost Dad. Oh, Ghost Dad! A polar bear, a boar. Oh, a couple of polar bears at this point. Uh, you know, a French woman. You know, all this stuff is, is making people have to kind of face their past, which mm-hmm. is cool. But before we move on from Locke, I just wanted to mention real quick, I thought that anecdote he told was kind of interesting because okay. I, I kind of got a oh. feeling that maybe uh, some of Locke's uh, backstory was kind of hidden in this anecdote. A- and it might come down to his survivor's guilt. I, you know, I, first, I thought it was interesting that uh, in the story, his, his – uh, what was his sister's name? I, I forget. don't know. Uh, Jeannie. Uh, that his sister Jeannie broke her neck. It sounds like something that, you know, could maybe paralyze you. So, so I was wondering if the monkey bars event that he talks about in the story, uh, is it something, an accident that happened to both of them? And maybe that's what landed Locke in a wheelchair and his sister died and he didn't. I, I, an alternative theory I had uh, was that maybe uh, Locke's survivor guilt over his sister and or mother because his mother died probably – partially because of grief over his sister and whatnot, uh, if it caused him to do something reckless, which ultimately paralyzed him. Maybe Locke was a base jumper or something. Locke was not a base <laughs> yeah. jumper. Well, yeah, I, I'm just saying something right. reckless. I don't know. Um, I was under the impression that the paralysis wasn't that old. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying it you know, happened a week before he tried to go on his walkabout. But I didn't get the impression it was something that happened in childhood. Yeah, I mean, I, I can uh, – I, see, I don't know though because he he kind of uh, – it seemed like if someone had only been paralyzed for a few years or something, do you think they would be as driven as Locke was uh, to to do – uh, you know the the walkabout thing. Know. Locke is a unique character. <laughs> but uh, either way, and uh, they, they, there's some noise over in the chat room on this. I hope we find out why he was in that wheelchair soon, right. because I think it'll be a big step towards finding out why he isn't anymore. Which is still one of my biggest questions 
about the show is like, why, why can he walk now? And a Derby kid over in the chat room says, uh, you'll definitely find out why Locke is in the wheelchair. Good to know. Uh, which is good. Definitely good, good to know. Very good. Oh. Okay, so you wanted to talk a little bit about Charlie. Charlie and his crazy mental status. <laughs> okay. So when Charlie turns down his walk with Claire after how hard he fought to help her last week, that should have been a big red flag for anybody around. But since Claire is just regaining bits of her memory and her place within the group, she didn't think much about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad that in the end he did end up coming around due to the next couple of points. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It seemed weird to put it in there kind of twice. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so glad that Hurley took it into his own hands to get Saeed to help him with Charlie. Uh-huh. I am a little curious that he, I mean I see why he went to Saeed, but I'd have, I don't know gone for the doctor. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, what happened to everyone going to Jack for everything? Well, he has been pushing back on everybody. Yeah, but um, I, I love that Hurley takes this place of wanting to help everybody, wanting everybody to be happy because in all reality he's a pretty happy and go happy jolly go lucky guy, mm-hmm. and he's like I got golf course i'm playing you for the last ticket deodorant (laughs) i want you to stop being depressed and hitting coconuts like i enjoy that he takes he's the cruise director Mm -hmm. of the island and you know what the (laughs) island needed needs a cruise director um but he goes to saeed and be like you know he has this like ptsd thing and Mm -hmm. let's see no one other than the currently preoccupied Locke would even think to go talk to him would even know what to say or what to do yeah even though i'm sure at least a handful of them got some ptsd going on Mm -hmm. um well angel brings up in the chat room she figured that hurley went to saeed because he knows that saeed had to deal with similar issues because i mean everyone on the the torture thing yeah with the torture thing and everyone knows he has a military background and right stuff like that. right and uh, that's true but i mean it's also the doctory things i don't know <laughs> they go to him for everything else mm-hmm. um i let's see uh also am i the only one who thought the discussion about ethan coming back to life was predicting the future yeah, I was thinking I was that like, too. Because oh, we were talking about wiggling. we were talking about that last week about maybe maybe uh, or last episode Ethan Ethan might come back because it's it's you right. know weird island and whatnot and then they say this so and then they say it it feels like foreshadowing and the really bad we obviously refilmed another scene to put in there because <laughs> the lighting was all off um, <laughs> so I'm a little curious as to what's going to go on with that mm-hmm. um, see so you aren't alone don't pretend to be the advice from Saeed um, at this point there are multiple people who have killed someone before and I think Charlie did need to hear that yeah. there are a bunch of people who obviously are dealing with this Sawyer but nobody he really knows that yes yeah, sawyer kate uh charlie right. now Jin, um oh yeah uh, saeed saeed uh I, there's got to be more in there probably michael no i'm kidding uh, i don't think michael. I, I was gonna say walt oh uh, no walt. <laughs> probably that dog <laughs> um, i never know about the dog yeah um yeah but yeah there, there's several killers there's, on the island uh you know they need a group yeah, that's what I thought was kind of weird about like uh, them being him and Kate being outsiders and the outlaws in that conversation because they're not the only ones with you know blood on their hands on but, the island. But they don't really have that discussion with everybody. Somehow they haven't all sat down and had a big kumbaya about it mm. about anything. Yeah. There's all these little pockets of people. <laughs> Angel pockets in the chat room says, uh, "I mean, if someone." Uh, uh, regains their ability to walk magically, mysterious polar bears appear, then it is possible that Ethan could come back to life. In this world, uh, 
It, it, it seems reasonable. It definitely so. seems reasonable. Okay, Anne Marie. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, no. you know what we like. Uh, we're going to take a little break. We'll get back to the discussion in just a minute here. But you know, we're trying to grow our audience for we're so lost. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Lewis here in the chat, not saying anything, not saying anything, not saying anything. So Ethan's coming back. Maybe, uh, but uh, we're trying to grow our audience for Lost. And a big way you can help us do that is, you know, go tell your friends, you know, throw it out on Twitter. Uh, Facebook. Tell, tell your real life friends, uh, your aunts, your uncles. real life friends I know. anymore? Tell the people you're out there playing Pokemon Go with. Uh, but if, if you don't feel like doing any of that, you can just hop over to iTunes where you're probably pulling down the podcast from anyway yes. and leave us a quick review. It's a great way for people to find the show and they, they go and they click on it. Oh, 10 reviews, 11 reviews, and they read them and they're like, oh, this sounds great. And they download it. It's fabulous. So, and, and, and if, if we you, can get a whole bunch of them, then we can get on you know a list of some sort. Yeah, and if you, if you leave a review, we'll read it on the show like we're going to do right now for The Mad Hobbit. You want to take that? Sure. Like your favorite popsicle. Five stars. <laughs> Remember summer when you were a kid? Little was more fun than sharing your favorite red popsicle with your best friend. This podcast is as refreshing as that frozen ha <laughs> delight. You see, Bill and Anne Marie have never watched Lost until now. Those of us who sat in front of our TVs for all those years, commiserating and laughing and holding our collective breath, can share it with them now. As professional as their podcasts are, this pair always creates the atmosphere of being physically present with the listener, enjoying the show <laughs> together, and with us on the other side of the electronic string and cans. We can reveal and revel in their predictions, correct and not so much, and see the story again or for the first time through their eyes. They are and always have been my favorite podcast crew. Come join us on the island because Bill and Amory really aren't so lost. Uh, thank you very much to Mad Hobbit. I cheered up Mad Hobbit. I, Mad Hobbit has been with us for quite a while through through more than just this show. Uh, oh, so we yeah. really appreciate uh, the, the nice review there. Thank you. And, uh, you know, anytime... String can strings and cans. Strings and cans. Now I want to make strings. We'll be and talking. Cans. Okay, uh, let's see here. Hey, Emery, <laughs> you want to tell them about our Patreon real quick? Sure. Hi, we have a Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash/UniverseBox. This is a way for you to make a donation to help support all of our fantastic podcasts and other projects. Um, right now, we are only consistently doing we're so lost but we also have our legends of gotham podcast mm -hmm. the recently defunct greetings from storybook i've got my crunchy crafting highly caffeinated blog bill's got his tv pilot infinite tina um all sorts of craziness and shenanigans is going on over here and we want to just keep developing it and making it better and better and better mm -hmm. and that's where we need our help from the patreon by yeah. making a small donation starting at 10 cents Whatever you can offer us um, a month, it helps us beef up our content. And, you know, if you're an audio listener to the podcast, I mean, the YouTube, uh, the live YouTube mm -hmm. uh, clips go out the day we record them. We release the audio podcast usually a, at least a couple weeks early, like, as soon as we're done recording them. It'll be up Over today. for patrons only on the Patreon. So that's a great way to, you know, pick up the episode early if you want to. And it's a great way to help support us, too. Yes. Uh, if you want to be uh, one of the people that are awesome. Awesome. Uh, the the awesome base jumping wheelchair people. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash universe box. There's 27 of you giving us $124 a month right now. And we love each and every one of you. And if you asked us to jump off a building after you, we'd, we'd grab your wheelchair. It. And push you off. Yes. 
<laughs> Patreon.com slash universe box. And remember to think outside. outside. Okay, uh, before we get back into the main discussion, as always, uh, we're going to hear from Michael, who's a big losty from a back big in the day. Losty. And he's always calling in to give us some non spoilery, hopefully, insights uh to our our naive ears you know he's he's giving his expert opinion we're naive michael's gonna take it away and do that right now take it away michael what the hell are you doing you you didn't have to i would have paid you you don't you don't even know what you're doing do you tell bill tell mr meeks i was gonna pay it'll come back around Hey, Bill and Emery. Um, this is one of the few episodes uh, where the flashback, I think, is better and more interesting story than the actual online plot. Um, despite my general ambivalence about Kate, I think her most interesting moments are when her story intersects really closely with another character, uh, most notably with Claire and Sawyer, not as much with Jack. And this episode, I think, is one of the best uh, Kate and Sawyer moments of the season. Uh, it really shows you how broken both of them are and how they they recognize this in each other, uh, especially in that I never game. And they bond because of that. And I also really love the bar scene with uh, Christian Shepard in Sydney. You kind of get the beginning of this feeling of interconnectedness, which is a recurring motif in Lost. And Christian also talks about fate and that bar. And it's interesting because when I think about fate and destiny and lost, I usually think about it in the context of Locke, which I won't really say much about that yet be, uh, because he himself hasn't really said much about it yet, although he definitely will before the season's over. Uh, but I think f- uh, Christian's ban- uh, brand of fate is really more like fatalism, uh, where he feels like his own weakness present, uh, prevents him from calling Jack. Uh, the same way some kind of higher force prevents the Red Sox from winning the series, uh, which, of course, is ironic since they did not too long after Lost uh, began. If I'm remembering my sports history correctly, which uh, there's every chance that I'm not uh, not being a sports fan like Bill. Yeah, I was going to say you're doing better than me. Uh, I really love Sawyer in this episode. Uh, I think he's hilarious. Uh, I, and I really hope you all are starting to like him too, especially mm-hmm. Anne-Marie. I know he's a pretty big jerk at the beginning of the show, but I think he does progressively become more compelling and interesting as the story goes on. And uh, that tragedy of the shrimp truck, man, uh, just really punches you in the gut, I think, Rip when you realize sauce. how Sawyer was used there. And both for the man's sake and Sawyer's sake. Uh, and also, is this the first time we hear Sawyer's first, uh, real first name, James? Um, I can't remember, but I did notice they do use it in this flashback episode. Um, also, I never really thought about this until this viewing, but am I the only one who thinks Locke bringing Kate and Sawyer coffee was a bit underplayed here. I don't know about y'all, but if I'd been stranding a, uh, on an island for weeks on end with no coffee, and suddenly someone all of a sudden walks out of the jungle and serves me some, I would probably be freaking out a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yes. We also see the beginning of another major season one plotline here, The Raft. And I'm really excited about that because I think some of the best storylines of the season happen around Michael's new plan, uh, including some of the stuff y'all have been hoping for a while and the Sun and Jin storyline in particular as a little teaser uh, anyway i give this episode 61 out of 67 of sawyer's pink shirts from the 80s as always <laughs> thank you namaste and good luck oh, Nam- 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 
Namaste. 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 I, which will, one day we will find out why you're saying that. Yeah, I did think it was interesting that they kind of, uh, they, they just They noted- didn't react. Me, I'd have been like, mm-hmm. fork over the coffee. You're done, man. It's mine now. Well, I mean, I, I, I thought it was interesting with the Michael Raff plot line. That, you oh, know, yeah. it wasn't front and center. They, they were just a little bit in the background. And, oh, he has help now. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, a lot of those dudes, because there's, what, like mm-hmm. 40 of them or so left? Yeah. And they're just sitting around. Like, mm-hmm. we really only get the story of, like, 10 people. Yeah. So everybody else, they need to be doing something. Oh, uh, One thing uh, before we get back to the main discussion, we, we started up something new because we realized oh, yeah. that – Facebook has depreciated pages. It's showing up in people's feeds, but they give increased priority to groups. So we started up, instead of having a Facebook page, now we have a Facebook group. We have Uh, both. Oh, oh, and I can't look at it. I can't look at it right now because (laughs) you'd have to log in, and I'm not going to log in to my Facebook account. We have the link. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. We have the link to it in the Facebook page, and it'll yeah. also be up in the show notes. Yeah, it's facebook.com slash groups slash we're so lost. Facebook.com slash groups slash we're so lost. And uh, we'd love to ha- see you over there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but okay, so uh, let's get back into the main discussion back here. Back to the show. Back to the main discussion. And uh, I, okay, so they play this game of uh, what never, never have I ever, or I forget what they call it in the episode itself. I never, but it's I never, never, ever have I ever. There's like 16 different variants on this. Yeah, but uh, they 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 did that, and uh, I I just I they, we we had a lot of really good outlaw facts Lots that I took moments. note of that Lots I wanted to talk about. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's let's see here. Okay. So first up. Kate facts. Uh, first, she's never voted, uh, which isn't really all that interesting. Not really, no. Uh, she's fallen in love and was married at some point. I now I don't know. We haven't. I don't think we've really heard about this nope, yet. But it, it didn't last long. But I'm wondering if it's the same thing, or did she marry somebody she didn't love to scam him? Because I mean, that's kind of her mo. She's very mm-hmm. kind of rapscallion-y, outlawy. Yeah. So uh, she she's never had a one night stand. Uh, so I, I was thinking maybe she's been in love. She's never had a one. Night stand. Maybe she's, she's a romantic at heart. I nah, mean, she's a serial monogamous. Yeah, because the outlaw lifestyle, though, it seems like it would lead to a lot of one night stands. Because you know, you don't stay in people. People don't stay in your life long. You don't stay right. in their lives long. Um, but I think she sort of pulls them in. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's part of her mo is that she pulls them in for the long haul and then scams them or yeah. uses them to scam others. <clears throat> okay, and uh, then last but not least, she's killed somebody. Uh, but we've seen her at least seriously. I don't remember if we've seen her kill somebody before. Uh, but in the, the bank in the did she kill someone there? I don't think so. Uh, but uh, she has definitely seriously injured people before. If nothing else, the old guy she ran off the road and left Aww. for dead. Uh, so oh, so guy. I don't know if that's what she was implying or, or if it's someone – some other murder uh, that we have in I the future. somebody else. Uh, and, and again, this could have been addressed previously. We have been watching these 16 episodes over what, like nine or ten months now? So About that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, it kind of gets a, a little fuzzy every once in a while. OK, but then the Sawyer facts. Uh, he never went to college. No big surprise. Nope. Uh, he wore pink in the 80s. A little bit of surprise. Uh, No, I mean just that. uh, I think I've actually seen some pictures of that actor in the '80s where he was wearing like a pink tank top. Maybe I should dig that up sometime. Uh, But uh, he has voted. Uh, He's he's a responsible citizen, and uh, he's never been in love, but wears cologne. So he's all he's all about surface. Nice. Uh, Michael Lucero points out that we did know that she had killed people because of the little plane belonged to the man I killed. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Definitely, yeah, definitely. Thank you, thank you, Michael. That's why Michael's in the chat room and why he leaves us a voicemail every week to he, keep us on task because he's watched the series 60,000 times <laughs> uh, from front they to back. They made it just for him. He's actually watched the entire thing plain in reverse. And could quote. Trivia. Michael Lucero trivia. <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I think at the end of the day, though, that Kate had way more interesting facts that spurred a lot more ideas in me than Sawyer did. But then again, isn't that always the way the person who suggests the the game game. is never the interesting one, the one that has secrets? I hate that game. I hate that game so bad. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, you you hated Sawyer too, but now you're feeling a little conflicted, right? Hard in the rambling point. I just sort of spewed out all of my information, and now I'm going to regurgitate it to you. Oh, by the way, Derby Kid says that uh, Kate – they do tell some of the stories that Kate mentions in the game. I mean, they can't say that she's been in love and married and not tell that story over seasons. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. I'm conflicted about my feelings towards Sawyer. He has always been presented as a jerk who doesn't care about anything with anything about anyone except Kate. But this episode, we got to see he does have a bit of a softer side to him with his flashbacks. At the end, he seemed like he was going to start to lay the groundwork for a friendship with Jack, but he chooses not to say anything. Why does he feel like he needs to maintain his rough exterior to keep his place as Templeton, a.k.a. hoarding everything? Mm -hmm. Does he think that by opening up, he'll be losing some of that power that he has because he has the mini bottles of vodka? Um, Because because I feel like he would be more powerful if he was on the team versus against the team all the time. Well, I think in, in Jack kind of says something along these lines to Kate early in the episode. That he he says, I just don't want you to owe him anything. Right. I think I think the way Sawyer operates, uh, he yeah he he basically you know he he wants people to owe him stuff or he he wants to be able to manipulate people into feeling like they owe him something. So I think this piece of knowledge for him is more powerful you know in his pocket until he needs it to to get so he has one up on jack because i mean they're constantly in this struggle you know what i don't know no i'm not not (laughs) mad you just sort of at the whole just be friends you're stuck on a freaking island (laughs) it's the nature of sawyer the nature of sawyer which by the way michael lucero in the chat room says sawyer also might be lying about some of his answers in the game which i I thought was but but you're a bit one over on sawyer a bit more a bit a bit i mean i thought it was a really weird that you know because uh, I mean I, I know from just the zeitgeist and everything that you know this show in a lot of ways is built around the coincidences and the intersections of all these people's lives before they got on the plane mm-hmm. and I thought it was really interesting that Jack's dad showed up and kind of pushed Sawyer to do his big inciting incident thing that kind of led him to be on the plane probably actually we don't know that that's what led him to be on the plane we well, don't know what got him on the plane well, we know it, what got him on the plane to get to Sydney, but the last time we mm-hmm. see him on the island, or no, not on the island, in Australia, is being dragged into jail. Yeah, but we it, don't know. Uh, well, I'm saying we it, this might this incident with Jack's dad and everything might not have put his foot on the tarmac, but it put it on the curb uh, so he could hail a cab to go to the airport. You know what I mean? Okay, so we're three flashbacks away from where we were getting. Like you know it, the butterfly effect. This is the first flap of the butterfly's wings okay. that led to him getting on the okay. plane and leaving Australia. Okay. So so I. Uh, uh, you know, I, I definitely uh, I, I thought it was interesting. It kind of made me wonder if maybe I don't know, especially with the ghost dad stuff from earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. 
if maybe Jack's dad is involved in the whole thing somehow. Like maybe maybe Jack's you gave dad the information is information. Well, to the well dude? no, it just the I'm driving ja- you nuts with this scarf, aren't I? No, that the Jack's dad <laughs> is somehow tapped into the mystery of the island. You know oh. what I mean? Like maybe. Maybe he's like an agent of the island and that's why he, you know, pushed Sawyer to go do this thing he needed to do to get to the island and why he died there in Australia to get Jack there so he could go to the island. Which, by the way, something interesting, I think this might be the night that Jack's dad died. Yeah, uh, when it he is said, because he didn't have his wallet and stuff. It, yeah, yeah. And, and Jack finds his wallet in his hotel room, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when he gets back. So I wonder I, – I don't know. Maybe even Sawyer comes back and – Sawyer doesn't kill him. Maybe. No, I don't think the reaction that he had at the end – I think he'd have been a little bit bigger of a reaction at the end of the episode yeah. if he'd have killed Jack's mm-hmm. dad. Yeah, it, but it was, it was a very interesting kind of scene there. And I, I, I feel like we're going to be getting more and more scenes like that just from what I've heard as, mm-hmm. as we move on. Uh, through the series. Okay, anything else on Sawyer before we move on? No. Nope. One, two, Sawyer. Okay, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Whisperers. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Whisperers. Uh, this is the f- second time we've heard them, I think. Uh, it's so, more than the second time. More than the second? Yeah, it, may, it might, might it have been a couple more times. it was the second focus. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at first I thought that they were, you know, connected to Ethan's people or whatever. Or, you know, that I uh, were involved with Ethan. And that they, it was just a bunch of people out there in the woods watching from afar. Maybe some natives even or something yes. like that. But we've never seen any physical sign of them. There's no twigs breaking, no leaves moving, etc. cetera. And, and, you know, it wasn't when it happened to Saeed, it didn't set off my alarm bells as much because he was all fevered and hopped up and thought it might be a hallucination and everything. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, but when Sawyer runs out there, you know, in the moonlight, uh, he, uh, he's completely awake, completely cognizant, uh, and we're getting the camera pan around. And it doesn't appear there's anyone out there with him. I no. mean, you can see through the trees and stuff, but they sound like they're really close and so i'm wondering you know one uh did they send the boar after sawyer uh because you know it were were they whispering about their plan with sawyer or something like that you know i was just wondering are they they part of the island and it's lesson teaching go ahead um <clears throat> Sorry. I actually thought, and this could just be me hopefully thinking, I thought that it sounded like some of the voices from the flashbacks. You know what? I could. I thought I heard like a distinct line that actually was one that Jack's dad had said, mm-hmm. which makes Ghost Dad even more prevalent. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard, a, like, you could hear a complete line. Mm-hmm. I, of course, didn't write it down because that would have been smart. But um, yeah, it sounded like people from the flashback so i like i don't remember what saeed's sounded like and i feel like we've heard these voices a few other times Mm -hmm. i want to say michael um because it was very recent and i or maybe even charlie somebody else heard voices Mm -hmm. and didn't know it yeah but they didn't realize that the way that sawyer and saeed both had Mm -hmm. um and i feel like it was it sounded like voices from the flashbacks which is even more creepy all around. Which this is uh, speaking of creepy. I, I just want to say that I wrote. A, I'm going to write read this note exactly as I wrote it before we started the show. But Michael Lucero in the chat room uh, says that reminds me of a, uh, and he marks it off with asterisk echo of something. If you take my meaning, Rebecca, meaning that they're subtly joking around about something that happens later yeah. on in the show. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what they do. In something about the word echo being special. I wrote literally in my next point. 
Could they be echoes of the people Danielle Rousseau tussled with when she first landed on the island, the ones that, like, took her kid and all that? Oh. Like, could they be echoes of them or even ghosts or something like that? You know, and if they are spirits, maybe they're connected to the smoke monster. Maybe he's, like, the big daddy ghost or whatever. <laughs> or, or what happens uh, – or maybe he's what happens when all these spirits reunite and get together. So maybe oh. – Maybe the whisperers are the smoke monster. Oh. Just a thought. Just a thought. What do you think? What do you think? My mind is blown at the moment. Your mind is blown? Yeah, but I like that. (laughs) I like the reconnected echoey spirits turning into the smoke monster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was was just thinking of, you know, something else we've seen on the island that Mm -hmm. had kind of a supernatural quality to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that smoke monster is kind of ghost-like. I mean, it shows up in the daytime a lot, but there are some ghosts that come out out during the day. They're not vampires. Empires, they're ghosts. Gersh journey. Okay, but you know, just some <laughs> thoughts. Just some thoughts. Just and some I, thoughts. Sw- I swear, uh, Michael and uh, Rebecca in the chat room. It I was already there. The word echoes I had in there hours ago. Totally. Minutes ago. <laughs> 30 seconds before I said it. Okay. Okay. So, Kate, I believe I've vented that I don't really enjoy the Kate earlier, but we're going to go over it again. Kate is that girl in college who gets along with everyone. She can walk into any party. She fits right in, but she doesn't really feel like she fits in anywhere. Everyone thinks she's hanging out with another group because she gets along with them. But when push comes to shove, she's got nobody because she's in essence too popular of a person. Mm -hmm. I I think we've all known that person who literally hangs out with everybody, but sometimes they're with no one because everybody thinks they're with somebody else. Yeah. And I think it's messing with her mind because she just can't find where she fits in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of why she volunteers to do these like little ventures with Sawyer is to try and figure out is this who I'm going to connect with am I going to connect with this person and this person so she's sort of with popular people when she's working with like Jack and Saeed and doing what they want she's she's kind of the politician uh, she, she smooths things over. She says what everybody wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Then she's with the outsiders. She gets her street cred from Sawyer by going, yeah, I was married. I killed a dude. <laughs> Whatever. What is? <laughs> um, but then, you know, she's helping out in the gardens with Sun. She's playing the peacemaker on the beach. She's going back and forth between everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I, she just doesn't know where she belongs. And I think she almost needs to find a little focus. Yeah. The, the thing with her is i feel like they're trying to make her likable as the series goes on and they're failing no i was gonna say <laughs> it but i think you're not actually supposed to like her i think they're trying to make her likable so she can betray us or the people on the island or somebody once we regain that trust because i mean the first couple episodes she was shady as all get out yeah and I, I I still have that hanging on. Like I even like Sawyer, I'm kind of okay. He had a really messed up thing happen when he, when he was a kid. He's been beset by tragedy since then. Very recently, even mm-hmm. Kate, I don't know. I don't trust her very much. I don't trust her. Very I don't much trust her as far as I can throw her. How far could you throw her? Do Probably you not reckon? very far. Probably not very far. Okay, uh, so I guess uh, that about does it for our discussion here. It's time uh, to rate the episode with the arbitrary scale. Okay, Anne Marie. Yeah. Out of three hundred and seventy hot sauce shrimp, how many hot sauce shrimps do you give this episode? I am going to give the episode um, out of three hundred seventy. Three hundred fifty-five. Three hundred fifty-five. Why? Um, as Michael has pointed out a few times, um, the flashback was amazingly strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't said that too too much. Yeah. There's been some strong ones. There's been some really cheesy ones. But I think this one took the cake. Mm-hmm. 
takes the cake. The, the whatever, hot, whatever tenths of the cake. The hot sauce shrimp cake. The hot sauce shrimp cake. Um, yeah, it, it, it was great. I kind of wish it would have tied a little bit more into what was going on on the island. Or, you know what I mean? Like sometimes we hate when they're so parallel mm-hmm. I think we just could have had a stronger story on the island. Uh-huh. But with the same level of parallelly. Also, yeah, I want more Charlie and Claire's about to have that baby. I really was expecting us mm-hmm. to end on Claire going into labor. <laughs> I'm like waiting for the episode to like black out on her going, ah, my water broke or something. <laughs> okay, over in the chat room, uh, Derby Kid gives it 360 hot sauce shrimp. And uh, Michael also gives it 360. And it was a shame that Sawyer let that delicious shrimp go to waste. Right? Who doesn't want shrimp out of a truck? Well, I'm sure uh, Frank or what, whatever his name was uh, pro- probably just ate it, you know, just ate the loss. Um, let's see. As for me, I'm going to give it just because I don't want to give it the same rating as, uh, Michael and Derby kid in the chat room. I'm going to give it 361 Ooh. hot sauce shrimp and one mild sauced shrimp. Was it mild or sweet? I think it was mild. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was mild. Seeing as there was a giant sign on top that said sweet shrimp. That was just the name of the place. Uh, sweet shrimp. Sweet shrimp. Say that three I, times fast. Sweet shrimp, sweet shrimp. No, sweet but shrimp. I really liked it. I again, as we've all said, you know, the backstory was very strong. Yep. I thought I thought the uh I actually really liked that never never have I ever seen with Sawyer and Kate. Uh but you know, it, it was good. I liked it. I I the, the my one complaint where those nine hot sauce shrimp went is I I really I feel like we're kind of spinning wheels here. Like we're not, there's been no major push forward on like the overarching, you know, mystery of the Island or whatever. I know that's a frustration that people have said, you know, you feel throughout the entire series, but I feel like, sorry, I feel like we need to take one or two steps forward on that soon. That would be nice. Uh, Michael points out in the chat room that Lost is a show about characters above all. Mythology and weirdness always take a back seat for the most part. And season one is most focused on the characters. Hence why sometimes the plot moves more slowly. That'll definitely change in future seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitch Derby Kid adds, season one's focus on building the characters. Uh, they keep typing. Is why <laughs> the show continues to grow. They are able to layer them throughout the series. Good points all. Good points. Good points all. Good points from everyone. Okay. We'd love to hear your good points yes. too. So if you want to write us in and talk about our reaction to this episode, if you want to write in about a future episode, just label it clearly so we don't read the spoilers before we watch it. Uh, But we'd love to hear from you. Email us, we're so lost at gmail, or we're we're so lost lost podcast at gmail.com. The Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash groups slash we're so lost. The Twitter is at we're so lost. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And uh, we we did get one tweet this week from Acro Disney Girl. Acro Disney Girl? Yeah. Uh, She said, can I just fangirl out that you are watching Lost? I'm more excited to hear a newbie view on Lost than a new episode of <clears throat> Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Lost. Okay, uh, but we will be back next week, Thursday, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com talking about how we're so lost and everything. 
Uh, we want to thank our chatters, Angel and Michael and Rebecca slash Derby Kid. Uh, check out her podcast to uh, supergirlradio.com. Good show. Good, good show. Times, good times. Uh, but uh, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone and check out my blog, crunchycrafty.com. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And uh, well, I know I won't plug Infinite Tina because if you, you subscribe to this feed, you got You've the episode. Uh, but you know what I will plug? What? My hair. Uh, <laughs> because much like my hair, you know what we are, Anne-Marie? We're, We're so, so lost. lost. Testing, 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 one, two, three. Uh, Quiet. What? I'm trying to hear it. Well, I was trying to hear it because the mics were cutting out again. Oh, I wasn't hearing the mic. It's gone now.